I've been through the desert on a horse that is gay. He must have got some of the chemtrail spray. Welcome to Death Metal Welcome. God damn, we're back. We're, uh, man, I'll tell you what, you guys like conspiracy theories because uh, other episode took off like a rocket. We're back again. We're going back to Skinwalker Ranch. We're trying to get to the bottom of what Robert Bigelow did out there for all those years. We, uh, we, uh, we, uh, I'm sorry, man. I, I can't look at, uh, you should be tuning into YouTube. We don't get a lot of YouTube viewers, and I understand it. It's way easier to gestate things in podcast form but for fuck's sake you can look at us you know um we're beautiful so if you want to we'll put a fucking youtube link up on our facebook every week done rambling really the whole thing got steamrolled because somebody asked if buddy's drinking a twisted tea and he absolutely is drinking a fucking twisted tea i got two man. You, the way the way you drink alcohol is beyond well, here's the thing, man. It's carbonation. Carbonation is a problem. So when I chug anything carbonated, yeah, I have to burp and it fuck it fucks up the chugs. Well, so sure. <laughs> this this it has the maximum chugability, and then you match it with a buzz ball, which like I've had this combination right before I got here. You get ripped. You get ripped. Of course, you smell like a goddamn college girl getting ready to get gang fucked. But dude, the funniest thing to me about just the way that you live is you're always talking about like getting in shape, and you even got testosterone replacement therapy but you refuse to make any goddamn changes i mean i don't, I don't say, refuse okay. i tuesday Since, or wednesday look, now this is the only time i do this shit that's the only time first I first of all you're full of shit i have known you for how long now 12 years you no, you that's for I, I don't believe that and but second of all since we met up at like five o'clock. You drank. This is about to be your second buzz ball, and that's gonna be your second dude. That is literally between those four drinks, I guarantee that's two thousand grams of sugar. So even if you just dr- dr- only drink that today, yeah, what the fuck? It's like a box of Twinkies. I mean, but the only difference is a box of Twinkies don't get you fucked up. <laughs> so look. not sound logic. Let's. Do the episode. Hey, no, I'm, I'm carb loading, dude. It's Wednesdays. I don't, you don't, I don't drink. Carb load. That's not real. <laughs> and if you do, you're supposed to eat a sweet potato. You're supposed to load carbs through like asparagus and fucking sweet potatoes. Hey, man, I don't drink but Wednesday right now. Now, Sunday. What do you mean right now? I mean, because we switched it to from Tuesdays to Wednesdays. God damn it. All right, so <laughs> we're about to really embrace our listeners' virginity. This episode... We're going to talk about an alleged alien gunfight and other rumors surrounding Bigelow and company out here at Skinwalker Ranch. Before we get into it, we of course want to remind you that we've got a Patreon page, patreon.com backslash deathmetaldicks. If you're a new listener, what Patreon is is a convenient way to connect with artists like us. You just get on there and then you can look at the different tiers if you would like to get involved with that. We have several different things that we do for you. Like I do an extra podcast every week i mean i've missed like two weeks since we started uh i just go through all the true crime and like last week did you see that family that got caught having 13 kids tied up in their house no if you would have heard my true crime roundup podcast you know all about it that guy has the pumpkin pie haircut uh, that jeff daniels had i mean the exact one it is the exact 
pumpkin pie haircut. So if you, I'm just, if you see that, you should call the police, you know, but it, oh, I do yeah. that extra podcast and all you have to do is be a, a member over at Patreon. I mean, anything that you guys do for us, we're beyond grateful. I mean, from $1 and beyond uh, you can go through patreon if you wish to donate to us you could uh hit us up through uh uh paypal uh death metal dicks at gmail.com is the email address i'm also on venmo k-r-i-s-t-o-f-e-r-m pierce and uh you know if you don't want to be fiscal who cares i mean we we any support we appreciate you guys just listening if you tell your friends that does so much for us and really if you get on iTunes and give us a five star review. And you can put anything in the uh, comments section. We're not trying to boost our ego by getting a bunch of reviews. Uh, the mysterious algorithm of iTunes has not been cracked by anyone. But what we do understand that really helps us business wise is the more reviews we can get, the more attractive we are to people who may be interested in sponsoring the podcast. And, uh, you know, we're not trying to make a cash grab. We're just trying to do cool shit like make shirts and yeah. uh, drive to live shows. What the fuck is that? A plane? No, uh, it's just like what? A what? Oh, a train. A train. Yeah, I was like, we have something catastrophic is going on right now. Sounds what? like we're about to be in a fucking dark space, <laughs> fucking live show or some shit. Uh, and also, uh, we're doing our first live shows this Sunday. I've given you some muddled details because, believe me, it's been a muddled mess. Now we're doing it at a brewery which is a pretty big room and it's headed by a gentleman that runs comedy shows. So basically they want to get the most they can out of having us there. So we're doing two shows. We got comedian extraordinaire, Sam talent. In addition to me and our producer, Mark doing stand up comedy for the first part of the show on both shows. One's at 6 PM. One's at 8 PM. So you'll come in and you will watch from 6 o'clock. You'll watch about an hour of stand-up comedy. And then we'll do about an hour-long live podcast, which is about the length of all of our episodes. It's going to be a great time. We're going to do another one at 8 o'clock. Uh, Sam's going to be on both podcasts. Prepare for a party. Now, I say this to you when there's only like eight chairs left. <laughs> so I think everyone who wanted to come uh, got a hold of me on social media. But man, if you're out there and you're listening, I'm putting this online tonight because I got to go out of town tomorrow. Uh, you have a chance if you're one of eight people in Northwest Arkansas that was waiting to hear this. Just get on and get your seat because there's a few left. I mean, it's our first live show that's going to sell the fuck out. And here we go. Let's do it. So last week we left off where Bigelow bought this shit-ass ranch that is full of Indian curses, aliens, and ghosts. Basically, every single type of paranormal activity was going down on Skinwalker Ranch. So we had this guy, Robert Bigelow, come in and buy it. And this week we're going to try to dissect why and exactly what happened there when he was using it for research and things of that nature. So uh, Bigelow is... uh, what the fuck? Gay? It's the train. <laughs> is that train still going? Yeah. Okay. It just is loud as fuck in the headphones. That's a UFO, dude. Yeah, I'm one of that's I'm getting paranoid right now because we've been talking a lot of shit about the fucking government. We've been talking shit about Robert Bigelow. We've been talking shit about aliens. 
I feel like that's a vulnerable triangle to find yourself in. I don't want to get fucked by anything from the sky. If we looked out the window right now, we'd be on the planet Saturn. (laughs) (laughs) And and we're not, we've been sucked up, boys. We've been sucked up. We're the rings. (laughs) 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 Just out there getting their ass eaten for all eternity. Dude, I listened to a storytelling podcast and uh, it's really fucks my whole week up. It's, It's called Risk. It's not a good podcast, but I find myself, like, you run out of podcasts. You guys that listen to this, listen to podcasts, you know, there's like a point in the week where you run low on podcasts. And these, it's like a real, um, what, I guess I would call it like an overly welcoming community. Like, you know how, I mean, I, you know, I believe everyone's equal, people should all have a voice, all that, you know, NPR, Vice Magazine shit. But they take it to an extreme. Like they'll, if someone's got like some gay shit going on, they just will run it so hard. And when I here's what I'm saying is that the the story this guy is talking about the first time he he's like a submissive gay dude, and the other guy is like the the in control guy. He's older than him, and the, the other guy calls him sir and shit. He's talking about the first time he eats the guy's shit, but it's like a 20 minute build up to it, and the build up is like. How we got into chugging the guy's piss. And then how chugging the guy's piss wasn't enough, so we got into... He was, like, talking about... I mean, so he's talking about eating this guy's ass from underneath him for, like, 20 minutes. But the way he describes it, he's like, it's like he's got a certain smell, and he has got such a great pink, tight, round asshole, and I just spent hours underneath that thing. And it's like, all right, I mean, that's cool. I love to eat an ass. You know what I mean? It's just a different... Gender doing it, but then he's like, that's not enough. So the guy is like, the first thing that happens is they're in public, and the guy, instead of using the toilet, uses the guy's mouth, and he puts his dick in his mouth and fills it up with piss. And the guy is in public, so he has to swallow it all. And then that escalates into <laughs> sniffing the guy's farts, and then that escalates into eating the shit. If you got a dick in your mouth and they pee it, man, your mouth becomes a Kentucky kitty poo. <laughs> God damn it. It was horrible, man. Hey, wait and a like, so, I, look. I was halfway tuned into it when I was like, do, like doing the research on this. So now all I can think about when I look back at it is some guy eating another guy's shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this podcast actually sounds fucking good, man. I, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> can't it, wait to fire it the fuck up. <laughs> well, it's not. It's yeah. It's not normally that. It's always some dumb bullshit. Like the other story, and it was some lady telling her brave story about walking, like walking for exercise, and a car didn't stop at a stop sign, so she kicked it. Oh, gee, lady, you're so brave. Wow, you're really making a stand for everyone out there. Anyway. I guess I only brought that up because I started to go into it, and then I heard the train, and then I thought about what I was going to say, and then all I could think about was just how, when I was writing this Listen, out. Listen, man, you talk about all that shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we've talked about these old boys before, but they're 20% alcohol, and they take you far, far away. And I ha- and you have to talk about shit. I don't even think you get drunk. I think you just get so much sugar in your blood, you get fucked up. You just are activating diabetes, and you're getting lightheaded because I mean, you're no- diabetic. Dude, listen, this is nothing like a Four loco chug. That's pretty close, but the barf puddles are not the same. Yeah, Buddy drank four Four locos one time because we saw Shoe Nice drink three. Yeah. I, I so sh- he was like, yeah, I could do that and more, and he did. A shotgun. <laughs> yeah. We shotgun three and started chugging the last one. And you got it down, but, man, it all violently erupted. Back it was a big puddle. <laughs> I ended up laying in some bushes outside the hotel we're at, and everybody's like, getting ready to leave. And everyone's like, come on, get in the car. I'm like, nope, just leave me here. 
Dude, when the funniest part of that whole thing is we got in the hall of the hotel, and you know how if you were next to a wall and you were going to do, like, the Fonz lean, like, your arms all the way extended and you put all your weight on your arm? Like, Buddy went to do that, but he wasn't, it, like, there's two walls and a hallway, and the furthest you could be away from either one of the walls in the hallway is where Buddy was at, and not reaching for the walls, reaching just towards the hallway, like the least wall area of the whole fucking thing, dude. It just goes down, man. He just like went to play it all his weight at eight shit. You were a fuck. I've never seen anyone. I was, that that's the most fucked up gone, I've ever man. been, man. And that's back when four locos were like high caffeine and like 14% alcohol. They changed dude. the formula because some fucking kids died from pounding that shit. They always like. 40 is a young age that I have already done. I, I, I had one at 23. Yeah, you, I would, if, I, if, I, if I found out that you had a heart attack that night, I would not in no way be surprised. Dude, I was... Man, oh, fuck. I remember being just... But, I don't think we've ever gone this far off topic at the start of the podcast, so let's <laughs> yeah, wrangle it yeah, back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Once Bigelow is in control of the ranch, things get hush-hush fast. He uh, closes off all the entrance with big gates... And then he hires his own paramilitary to keep it safe. Now, all paramilitary is is like a private security force. And it's usually guys that had served in the military. So you've got like, uh, if you think about like Blackwater, you know, you have all these military guys that are disenfranchised with the military, but they could go serve in Iraq, but they're going to do like private security for tons of money this is the exact thing you have going on here he's basically got his own little military to guard over skinwalker ranch uh, bigelow takes skinwalker ranch and makes it headquarters for his space travel company which we talked about last week uh, he just built a couple of warehouses and completely took over the buildings that were there and uh one of the big problems with Bigelow back in the late 90s and early 2000s when Skinwalker Ranch was a big deal. I mean, a lot of people didn't know about it because this is when the internet was all dial-up and shit. You know what I mean? There wasn't uh, a huge web presence. So the only sites you had were like goofy Angel Fire sites. And there wasn't a comprehensive thing like google what do you call that like a search in a search engine there was like thousands they remember ask jeeves yeah i used to ask jeeves if you wanted to fuck or like hey jeeves you want to suck my dick or you know what i'm saying like when i was like eight or nine that was hilarious to me <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious I, to you now <laughs> i don't even know what it means i was like hey jeeves you want to eat my ass man and then uh there was like uh, web surfer. The sp- there was one with a spider on it. I don't even. There was just so much <laughs> dumb shit. There was like not a good search engine until Google came around. <laughs> you got a fucking search engine to suck your cock. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's genius. Dude's a goofy old butler, man, and it just says ask him. Like you're just supposed to have him field your questions, and it was not an answer. And I didn't get that at all at the time. It was like the first search engine. So I would type it in and expect him to be like, no. But it would just be like a bunch of porn. <laughs> and that's how you started jerking. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and the yeah, information wasn't freely available. So the people that were kind of in the know about Bigelow and then what he was doing with his independent space travel company. I mean, he was pretty much 
trying to do what NASA was doing. Like, he was trying to put space stations in space, trying to put satellites in space, trying to go and explore space outside of this government program. And people didn't know you could do things like that. So that made everyone that was following the space scenario of the time super paranoid because, you know, he could have been sending up satellites to spy on people. He could have been sending up insane space weapons to fire down upon us. He could have been doing all types of ill shit. I don't think he was. Still have no idea what he was doing. But that was the general consensus of space nerds that aren't just NASA employees or whatever. They're into space and they want there to be more. So where they were looking is, oh, Bigelow's got all these crazy answers and he's trying to get into space himself. And I mean, nowadays, we talked about it a little bit last week, uh, there was tons of independent space companies now. And, you know, the big one is SpaceX. We talked about uh, Elon Musk, who is more of a sativa blend than a person. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Before Bigelow did this shit, he owned the chain Budget Hotels. I don't even know if it's still around. If it is, he sold it to get into more space endeavors. But that was like his family company. He came up with money. He had rich parents. So I wanted to figure out why he would move away from millions of dollars in hotel money and start dicking around with space, which worked out for him. He ended up making tons of cash off of this shit. Uh, You know, he founded NIDS. That was his first company. And apparently his boner for space started. He was going with his rich parents, driving across country. They were trying to get to California, and they drove through the Nevada desert. And then supposedly, all of a sudden, a giant triangle-shaped light took over the car His mom, his dad, and him all noticed right away that there was this crazy light outside. Everyone turned to look at it, and once they stopped and turned to get a better look, it vanished out of sight. Basically, everybody's UFO experience, and that was it for him. He knew that there was something in space, and he had to find out why, and he had the money to do it, so that's what he dedicated his life to. And people were, again, freaking out about NIDS. The main thing, like your um, Bill Cooper didn't like him. Alex Jones, Jesse Ventura, they were all going crazy because their main thought was that he was trying to gain control. He was some type of Illuminati employee. He was sending up satellites to spy on us more than the government could, which we just ended up all getting smartphones and allowing anyone who was in the know to access all of our thoughts all of the time, which I think is more just advertising for companies. But yeah, we basically, all that fear, we just succumbed to it so we could... Look at tits and tell our friends our stupid jokes. Yeah, pretty much. Bigelow and company ended up staying at the ranch for eight years, and the bulk of this episode is going to be spent on finding out what happened. What did they do there, and why did they leave? Now, the main focus of what they were doing was getting, I mean, his entire company. They had several different outposts where they were building things, and Bigelow had a real secretive image. You know, he didn't do a lot of interviews and shit, he was trying to build his own space station. And I believe he may have or he he has like a wing of the International Space Station that they use for their stuff. Because he works for NASA now. I mean, we went over this. I'm not going to go back and explain it all again because you all heard it last week. But he works for NASA now. He's on the legit side of things. And, you know, NASA's a sinking-ass ship. So, really, he probably is doing way more for NASA than anyone else could at the time. And, you know, most... 
ufologists, which I cannot believe is an actual word, 100% believe that Bigelow has made contact with aliens. And to fuel that NIDS old-ass angel fire website that he built, they, it's got it's still up, and there's like three or four different articles. And it was like social media. Like your angel fire site back in the day was like your blog your Facebook, your Twitter, you yeah. you can make statements there and that would be the only place people could find it. So he basically made like a Facebook status on a shitty website and said, as for our UFO friends, we will begin to match their early craft and we will also begin to exploit space for manufacturing purposes. So here's the guy that everyone's worried about what he's doing, openly admitting that they are trying to replicate alien technology. Now, that sentence alone in the mind of a conspiracy-minded dork is going to really fuel the paranoia. But if you dissect it even from an outside standpoint, I mean, he's saying that they're going to use older alien technology, which would insinuate that he has seen, possesses, some sort of alien technology. And that may that may derive from the fact that, uh, you know, whenever World War II is over, we... The, the United States government basically hired German scientists. Yeah, Operation Paperclip. Yeah, and so they came over, and uh, a lot of people believe that they had contact with UFOs yeah. and aliens, and they were mocking that, that technology and they, because they were pretty technolo- technologically advanced as far as war goes and some other things just by that whole, that whole situation. So instead of trying for war crimes, they hired them over. I wonder if at some point whenever he decided to do this, maybe – if this is real and whatever, maybe he saw those documents and he saw these blueprints to be able to, you know, build these older spacecrafts or whatever. Yeah, that's certainly a possibility. I mean, and there are 100% documents of what could be considered spacecraft or, like, alternate aircraft that was more, I mean, like, jet propulsion system before we knew exactly how jet propulsion worked within those documents. Yeah. Um, Nuclear-powered things that USA wasn't exactly privy to before that point in the war. And, yeah, I mean, this is always the problem with conspiracy theories is that generally they start out with some point of truth. Somewhere along the line, there's been something that raises suspicion and then you have to take the wild path that it goes down and find the little bits of truth that ended up still in there. And certainly he knows something about, if it's not otherworldly crafts, different types of crafts used for air travel that aren't necessarily like a traditional airplane or helicopter, you know? And that's a lot of what uh, older space travel technology is all about just propulsion because that's, I mean, they know from flying to the moon, uh, flying out into orbit, flying to the space station, trying to go to deep space. The problem becomes a propulsion. It's like you have so much fuel that can only travel so far. And then when you're in space, you know, the gravity is all fucked off. So you can't propel the same way. So that's always been the evolution of space travel is that they're just more and more, tuning into what type of propulsion or even getting away from propulsion and using other sources of energy to be able to move without having the fuel to where you could travel what we would consider light years mm-hmm. or further out of the galaxy. And that's what people are pushing for. I mean, again, um, future human pod name Elon Musk is 
on the forefront of that shit. I know a lot of people think that's. I mean, I mean, of course, when you watch shows like Ancient Aliens, and they they try to like take some of these artifacts and try to correlate them between these things. Uh, I've been to Chichen Itza actually, and the, we went on a tour, and the the tour guide himself even like he even stated he said, well, the Mayans they had a great knowledge of the stars and planets, and he said that the fact that there's so much light pollution now but back then there wasn't they were able to see these things but there is definitely some weird shit nasa was actually at chichen itza uh, a week before we got there and they had found uh underground burial grounds and uh, underneath a water source and i thought that was interesting but yeah i mean there's a lot of shit like that and it, it, people take that and they take it into a whole new realm of things and people read into it and then that's when conspiracy theories come in this is a bit that i've been working on so i, I don't want to like run a bit on a goddamn podcast but i you know how I feel about H. Alien. It's just racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a one hundred percent pure yeah. racist. Because I got I I first got this theory and then I started really watching Ancient Aliens and literally every single thing, if it's in Europe, they're like, Oh well see, the Europeans they were able bodied, able minded, and they had this precision type of architecture and the know how and the manpower and the ability to do this. But if we travel here to Say Africa, where <laughs> there's no uh, pure European heritage. Well, you don't think that they could have necessarily the type of technological mindset to perform these feats. So there had to be some sort of outside influence. And we know the Europeans didn't make their way over to this darker country, so it had to be aliens. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is Var Vigernus gets all of his money because he writes for History Channel. He writes for the show Ancient Aliens. They have so many <laughs> of the same theories. It's like, look, the, the fucking Northern European people came up with everything. We invented it all, and then the rest of the world just stole it and caught up. And then <laughs> oh, that's Varg. And then the Ancient Aliens are like, yeah, I mean, aliens brought them technology because they're way too dumb to figure it out themselves. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That is fucking the, that's the whole show. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> you're not wrong. Oh, fucking ancient aliens. And again, Bigelow did not help his image with all the nerd virgins out there. He, like I said, he's shied away from interviews. He's never emailed anybody one time, and he doesn't still to this day engage in social media. And I would think that that is actually because he knows better than to interact with the internet. I mean, all your information immediately becomes available for everybody. So he definitely knows better than that. But that fuels everyone's thing. They don't know well, Bigelow can't do all these things. But in one of his rare interviews with the New York Times about his efforts to build a private space station, the quote that started this whole thing we're about to get into with this physical fight with aliens is, people have been killed, people have been hurt, it's more than observed kind of data. Damn. And that is what Bigelow said to the New York Times in a rare interview, and this is the person who at the time is considered the most knowledgeable person about alien activity. That's fucking wild. And this is real shit, too. Not a rumor whatsoever is that, you know, because NIDS, again, we talked about this last week. Uh, Harry Reid made the UFO investigation shit in the gut. It was like the AA fucking whatever. AATIP. He yeah. made the AATIP because of Bigelow, and then NIDS got all the contracts from AATIP. So he was tied in with top government officials. So anytime that there was a UFO sighting, in which, if like, if you report, here's the thing that, uh, again, when you when you hear of like a UFO being in a government scene event, 
if your mind immediately races to like, oh, it's the men in black and they're keeping people down and they're just trying to keep this information suppressed. Well, it's not so, I mean, it's, it's kind of that, but it's really more if something's in airspace, the government has to know about it. You know, they control the air like a highway. I mean, if you walk outside, even here in the middle of the country at night, you can see plane after plane after plane after plane. No matter where you live, I mean, it's a goddamn highway. It's just like cars. They have to have some way of monitoring what's there so they don't run into each other, shit like that, radar, and people have to announce themselves so they know who's coming, who's going, what's where, so no catastrophes happen. So if someone sees an object in the sky and the government isn't picking up, well, they have to investigate that shit. And if it's something that goes beyond what anyone could figure out, then it, it, it the first person that they get in contact with is going to be Robert Bigelow. And that, again, is not as much of a conspiracy as you think it is because he is tied in with the AATIP. He is basically a government employee. At this point, he works for NASA, but even before that, and that's why people think that he's such like a cloaked dark figure and that he's the person that's in touch with aliens and the government doesn't want us to know about it. And also too, I think he was in, uh, involved in like, I think he maybe he bought out MUFON. No, he didn't buy out MUFON. Or he like paid somebody, something like that. Something, something <laughs> with MUFON, but I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. But. I mean, MUFON's still around and he's still around, but they don't have, I don't think they have anything to do with each other I'm, currently, I, man. I, I mean, dude, he may have, but MUFON's like, uh, um, I mean, it's ridiculous, but you know, it's like an independent away from the government UFO research yeah. group and you can join. I mean, it's, but you have, it's like the thing you like donate to join it. It's like a goddamn church, you know, the, yeah. like if you wanted to be a member of MUFON or, or it's like joining the ASPCA, like helping animals, you know, you donate and they send you a book of, of like uh, self address, like addresses that you put on the outside of envelopes that shows your return address with the little puppies on it and calendars and shit like that. So it's like Scientology. <laughs> yeah. And you, move on, you, you like sign up for it and give them money and they have, uh, you know, just different platforms. And that's whatever. I mean, but you get like a newsletter and shit. If you're into UFO research and shit, I'm not trying to take a shit on MUFON. I'm just saying like they're a, um, I don't know if they're a nonprofit or a for profit, but they're outside of what's like they're looking at what the government's doing. I don't think that them and Bigelow coexist. Man, I Bigel- think I, I want to say that I did read something where he, there's something, some kind of money exchange with them and MUFON where he maybe yeah. tried to get some information from them. I, I don't know if it, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know I believe sure. you. And I also, yeah. I mean, the, the way that the alien shit works on the internet, there's so many I mean, the websites never get deleted. It's like when someone made yeah. like a geo sites website in 1998, they made it and it went out and then they never did anything else with it, but that's fucking still there. Well, here's my here's why I think that uh that I know about that is actually because of Jesse Ventura's conspiracy theory show that was on True T V. Oh yeah. So Pretty factual. I mean, uh, he was a pro wrestler. He was a Navy SEAL. He's a fighter. He's an American. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, that intro is the best, man. Yeah, because he's like, uh, he says believable things, but then he fucks it up. Because he's like, I was a Navy SEAL. That's a fact. I was a wrestler. That's a fact. I was a governor of Minnesota. That's a fact. I was a fighter. No, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, appa- no, you weren't. Uh, apparently, he was a uh, part of the Mongol back gang. 
Mongol bike gang. Think about that. Where did that come from? Is that some shit? No, he dude. On, he said that on Joe Rogan that he was on the Michael. Oh Mongols. my god. Yeah, dude. It, 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 this is the problem with this shit. Is it just never ends? It's never enough because Jesse Ventura has done legit shit. I mean, he was the goddamn governor of Minnesota. Just like shut the fuck up and, and embrace like, that you're. The, it's cool. just like you are balding, <laughs> but you have a ponytail. But yeah, that also, hairstyle kicks. But ass, you got man. like fucking dolphin teeth. <laughs> yeah. And so they're fucking like, all right, cool. You know, whatever, man. I really want to believe the guy. He's fairly likable, but he will just let the bullshit go so far. He's Why? like the, he's the cool uncle at Thanksgiving. You're oh, like, fuck yeah. yeah you're looking you're forward like, to seeing Uncle Jesse. You're like, you know he's full of shit, but he's got it. But it almost kind of ties in together, and it makes sense, man. Yeah. Yeah, and also, you know, his TV show got canceled because he got too close to the truth, not because no one watched that shit-ass show. Yeah. I didn't watch the uh, Skinwalker Ranch one now, but I remember watching it when it came out because we used to watch the shit out of that yeah, show. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. But uh, <laughs> so funny, I remember if, I remember that being the point where I watched that show and I was like, man, fuck this stupid show because uh, he has like that research crew and they go to Skinwalker Ranch and that guy jumps the fence and he's like running down and he like stops. He's like, ah! And turns around and runs back and, and nobody comes. No yeah, yeah, guards yeah, yeah. come. No cars come. No dogs come. And he's like, I was getting there, and then I just got this like shocking pain in my legs. <laughs> Man, shut up, bitch! You're wearing a fedora. You got a shocking pain in yeah. your legs because you've never exercised and you just tried to run. Man, What's this hurt? The it's, best thing, the best thing to be about that exercise you is fuck. whatever he fucking uh, like. It just cuts out, and it's like him and Alex Jones meeting up, and Alex Jones is like, <laughs> "Governor, I have some information for you," <laughs> and he's like, "Give it to me, Alex." Bigelow's guy. He he's an He's crazy as hell. He's tied in with this guy where they made the movie Men Stare at Goats. And he was one that invited the occult, the occult into the military and he trained everybody psychically. But they're tied in with aliens. And I just had this information for you and I thought you would like it. I like that we both have a pretty solid Alex Jones. Yeah. We should make like a fucking rap. We should rap as Alex Jones. Like we should battle. We should do an Alex Jones rap battle, man. <laughs> Jones versus Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, we could. <laughs> I've got information from the CIA. There's all types of things that I could say, but the most important thing to tell you is they made the frogs gay. <laughs> oh, here's my chest, Illuminati. I want you to treat my titties like a big old potty. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, man, that show is fucking whack. There, and Jesse's got a couple of really funny parts. Yeah, one... They were looking for the Anunnaki. That's the best one. Oh. He does two cool things. The first thing is <laughs> they take this lady out to where, like, supposedly is this big reptilian hive. And she gets out there, and she's a psychic. And she starts crying. And she's like, I can feel. Oh, yeah. No, she was uh, she was part reptilian, apparently. She could shapeshift in her eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> But she's like, tell, she's like, I can feel their negative energy and it hurts me and I can't take this. And Jesse just looks at the camera and goes, this is bullshit. <laughs> so stupid. And then he scream, <laughs> fucking screams at David Icke. <laughs> David Icke leaves, dude. And David Icke's a real fuckhead. Hey, man, so I, I was it. listening to InfoWars during that time period and they were talking about that exchange and he's like, Listen, guys. Uh, this day, uh, two of my best friends here. He's like, we got two of them that are disagreeing. He's like, listen, we have to stay together as a community. We're out here seeking the truth. And only God, <laughs> and only God himself is going to seek that with us. And once we expose these liars and thieves, we you are- will take them away. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but you're peeking out so hard. Hey, man, we finally figured out how to make Buddy loud on the podcast. Just fucking get him talking like Alex Jones in the mic. He gets so hyped up. Never see this type of energy, or maybe it's the 
8,000 grams of sugar flowing through your veins right now. That's really got you going. Diabetes creeping in like a magical sin. My dick won't work on a Tuesday night. And uh, there had already been rumors of Bigelow's men having violent contact with aliens. But here, and like, this is where the whole thing gets wild. Because the picture I'm trying to paint here is that Bigelow is out here trying to figure out how to get to space. Legitimately. And then... To the outside world, the alien community, what he's really doing is having secret contact with aliens. He's made contact. They're trading secrets. He's figuring out from the aliens directly how to make alien crafts and get into space and cross dimensions. And people are losing their fucking mind across the UFO community. Uh, and the, the, the story... I went deep with this shit because it, it's everywhere. If you look up Skinwalker Ranch and Bigelow, you'll find over and over again how there was a battle with aliens and Bigelow's paramilitary and a few of Bigelow's soldiers got fucking killed. But the thing is, is I scoured the goddamn internet and found the original source of this story and Jesus Christ, is it a crock of shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to give it to you. The facts. You can decide for yourself, all right? Uh, this is the most passed around story about hand-to-hand combat with aliens of all time. <laughs> and this how, this, before we do this, isn't this how uh, Aliens versus Cowboys, a movie or whatever the fuck it's called, they basically took this shit that we're about to do and they made a script about it? Uh, man, maybe there's been, there's been like four movies based on this shit. Like one of the dudes that is in the story is like the, the old famous ufologist. I fucking hate saying that. (laughs) It's a stupid ufologist. Let's just say Harrison Ford. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No, the world's leading Harrison Ford. I mean, you're actually more likely to be Harrison Ford shapeshift and become him become Han Solo and have sex with beautiful women you're way more or actually men because Harrison Ford but you're way more likely to do that than you are to be getting fucking paid for studying UFOs when you pretend to fuck women it's Harrison Ford when you fuck men it's Harrison Sword <laughs> I mean did he 100% fucks guys I've seen him alright so <laughs> Dr. Jack Serfati he's a San Francisco based physicist and renounced UFO nerd he says he and Nick Cook who is an aerospace journalist that's written for basically every alien fucking publication of all time are visiting London in 2004 they hit some UFO convention and meet a mysterious French woman who is accompanied by a bodyguard carrying a briefcase allegedly containing some kind of psychotronic weapon based upon alien ET technology. AKA croissants. I mean, the, <laughs> yes, there was, I mean, well, they're in London. Yeah, they got, dude, that, what, they've got a briefcase full of spotted dick. It sounds hilarious. It's a stupid fucking pudding in London that everyone buys and brings home because they go, look, I've got a spotted dick. They've got a briefcase full of it to take back and have fun at parties with. That's for sure what they have. Cool. Now, Sar Fatty says the woman claims that the so third hand says the woman claims to be part of a semi-secret Paris UFO group. And the woman claims she heard this story from Jacques Vallée the internationally famous researcher who inspired the French UFO researcher 
Claude Lacombe and Steven Spielberg's classic Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You remember that fucking guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's based on a real person, this fucking dork that's been out in France. It's a uh, sea. For many years, we have been in contact with ancient alien beings that come to the planet, smoke cigarettes, eat the baguette, eat the croissant, no wash the body. It's perfect. Wow. Supposedly, the French woman claimed there was an actual gun battle at Skinwalker Ranch with Bob's paramilitary against aliens, and the aliens came out of a wormhole. Cool. <laughs> that's, all, that's cool as fuck, man. I hope that's true. And when they came out, they fucking erupted into gunfire on both sides, which I just imagine. I mean, so you got this goddamn alien coming out. Fucking, pew, 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 pew. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Their fucking guns are drawn, making high-pitched noises. And then you've got the uh, fucking military. you got the, all the ragtag guys who are did hard army fighting. And now they've gained come together to kick a fucking alien ass. And then they both open fire on each other. And Bigelow's just like, hold your fire. Hold your fire. We don't know what they want, men. We got to reel it in. God damn it. We lost some good men today. <laughs> like, it's so stupid, oh, dude. Shit. Everybody's doing like eye signals where they're like taking their fingers and pointing at their eyes and then pointing in their direction. Everybody's like, yeah. they're fucking flanking over to one side and they're like, we're going to take these motherfuckers out. And then some glowing asshole rips out of the atmosphere and farts out some fucking aliens with laser guns. Yeah. And obviously the story can in no way be confirmed. The closest you can get to it is an employee that went public about the time he spent working for NIDS, he claims not only did Bigelow figure out how to create wormholes, but he claims he saw a near-invisible being emerging from a wormhole, which the first time he saw appeared as a tunnel that floated in thin air. And that fueled the rumor that Bigelow had in fact created a goddamn Stargate on Skinwalker Ranch. That is fucking scary, man. It's scary, but there's no proof there's of it. There's no proof Are of it. Are you trying to tell me that you have ripped open the space-time continuum and made a fucking portal where some otherworldly creature can come down to Earth, not only come down to Earth, but draw a fucking weapon on us and open fire and kill some fucking ding-dongs that have that barbed wire tattoo that does not touch on the other side <laughs> just in case the bicep keeps growing. They don't want to warp yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no one took a fucking picture. There's, there's, there, what you just said. There is one thing that's a fact. That fucking tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really I've been, I want that shit. I want that shit to be real. I want that to be real more than anything. anything. I want, yeah, for sure. I, I look, Bigfoot, aliens, ghosts, demons. I want it all. I, I want to. I I like being scared. I want to be confronted. I want a horrifying future ahead of me. The only thing that is tangibly horrifying is going to prison, and that's the only thing I don't want to do. So all this other shit. But that's way more of a possibility, and I that's know. what sucks a fucking. Cock. It's bullshit. I hate this world <laughs> because none of it's. I mean, it just can't be true. I believe that there's certainly alien life. There's got to be. We live in an infinite. Goddamn, no one can wrap their mind around how many different possibilities there are of life forms that could be any fucking where in places we have no idea about. I mean, there supposedly is 11 or 12 confirmed 
dimensions, you know? So surely there's more life out there. Man, I'm I don't know, man. It's just it's it's so cool and fascinating and like I said, you want it to happen. But the problem is is the people that are like too gung ho about it. Or just the people that like the deserve to get the dorks, shit kicked man. out. Man, you hate all of them. I've never seen a you look and going through this whole thing. I watched hours of videos. Just got you know sucked in that loophole of like, what about this? What about this? I hated every person I saw. I did not like one person. They all have different quirky personalities, but they're all fucking like homeschool kids. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking <laughs> suck, dude. <laughs> Socially awkward, but they're like, put a camera on me, and I. You want the truth, motherfucker? Yeah, man. And they're I all, can't. My parents took me like out of public. They, they act like they're operating under yeah. this fucking veil of secrecy. But they're I'm doing out of, a fucking interview. I'm out of public school because my parents took me out because they knew that the Jews and the aliens were running everything. And I didn't want to be no regular goyim. I wanted to be the ones that took over everything. So I decided to leak these videos and let y'all know the truth. Listen. I want you guys, if you know this shit and you and you there's some kind of document you know about that's not public, I want you to leak that to us, please, man. I'm, I'm talking like a son. No, don't, because people tried to do that to me all week and it was all fucking stupid as shit. I want it, man. <laughs> I want to read all of them. Okay, well, Buddy runs the Instagram, so send it to Buddy on Instagram. Send it to me, please. Because the, the stupid email, man. Jesus Christ, there's people reaching out. I mean, look, I want to talk to everybody. But I'm like, give me a couple weeks of a break on aliens because it's just so fucking stupid. It, uh, stop it! Don't lie. Lying is the lying's bad. Don't lying's lie. Dumb. Lying's fucking stupid. You just perpetuate. And I if mean, you buy into your own lie, man, don't be a dumb fuck. Just, just like take take a step back and go, is this real? Let's analyze this on both sides and then meet in the middle and go, okay, I can see the possibilities of both. Am I wasting somebody's time? Don't send me no shit. I want to see something I've never seen before. Yeah. Well, that said, I mean, we appreciate contact from everybody. We love you guys listening. Uh, we're, I mean, we're having fun. I just, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to. I'm, 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 I'm fucking mad right now. <laughs> talk about, the, I don't want to talk about Skinwalker Ranch anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's a, uh, it's a wrap for me because uh, it, it's just absurd. It's absurd. Like all it seems to me like is that there was some logical shit going on, and it, it just got blown out of proportion because no one understood how the dumb fucking internet worked at the time. You know what I mean? So that's it for Skinwalker Ranch, man. Conclusion, everyone thinks that Bigelow bailed on the place because there was a fucking alien gun battle. I hate to tell you it just didn't happen. But you don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I fucking do. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wrap, man. Uh, Before we get to our song, and if you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome we don't talk about conspiracy theories every week. If that's what you're here for, I think you'll like everything else we do. We usually take a horrific crime or occult activity or a conspiracy theory or really, you know, whatever we want to talk about. Something that is uh, what I would consider a fringe point of view. Yeah. And then we compare an event to a death metal song. Now, Skinwalker Ranch, I only wanted to do one episode about, but it just got so beyond me. And I've just been out in this void of men eating other men's shit and alien activity and people, some fucking guy sent me these gut. The, some guy sent me this fucking fax documents. Get into it. And you know, that, you know that fax 
form where it's like a fax comes through and everything starts going diagonally. So it's got like who it's addressed to and then all these fucking words. And there's like, it's like uh, eight, like what's the smallest font? You can't, I can't fucking read it. And I try to blow it up and it's a photocopied fax. And it's like definitive proof that Bigelow is an alien. And I'm reading through it and it doesn't say shit about that. There's one line where it says, extraterrestrial at the start of the sentence and Bigelow at the end of the sentence. So at some fucking point, I'm aliened out, man. (laughs) Well, what's going to happen, what's going to happen is we start covering this stuff. You're going to start seeing the the mentally ill, like uh, schizophrenic, uh, fucking something wrong with them. They really just believe in this shit, which is fine, man. Cool, man. I mean, some of the smartest people in the world are really schizophrenics. They know shit that you don't know about, and they sure. and then you go look it up, and then you're like, "What the fuck? How do they know to that?" Accept that, but they also fucking drool on themselves and can't do basic math or hold a job. So you know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can do basic Eat math, but they can't do hold yeah, a job. Yeah, but not though. productively. Uh, That's because they're right. possessed by demons. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I did, had to do this fucking like test thing, and it said like, "There's a myth that people with schizophrenia are possessed by demons," and that's like a legit belief, like Christians have. Is that oh people schizophrenic God. are demons. This is why churches are dangerous as fuck, <laughs> so man. stupid, it's man. Uh, all right, so let's get to it. This is how we break it down again. We told you the start of the show. Uh, you can really help us out by giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Some people are beyond awesome and have decided to donate to us via Patreon. Uh, we have tiers. These guys are at the highest tier. They're doing the most of for us that they possibly can. Big thanks to Kat McCorkle. She actually upped the amount of pledge she gives us every Man. month. Very much appreciate that. Corey Nicholson is uh, a guy we met just from doing the podcast. Uh, super friendly. He sent me a pretty fucking funny letter. And I put a thing out, like, if you want some stickers, just send me a self-addressed envelope and I'll shoot them back to you. Uh, send, send me 20 bucks and then a, a pretty funny letter. It said, uh, P.S. Godsmack also has three awesome songs. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a good time with that. I sent it back to him. Um, and then our other wonderful patrons who are at the top of the list of uh, donating to us, Bobby Henderson, Matt Mess, Ryan Parker. Man, you guys are, again, helping us out so much. I mean, we, like, we were able to get stickers because of Patreon. Yeah, so you, got, you guys did that. We didn't do that. You know, 100%. That's cool, man. We really appreciate you guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to keep making the content uh, this week. If you're on Patreon, you're going to get two live podcasts. If you're not on Patreon, you're going to get one. And then if you like that one, get on Patreon because from here on out, the live podcast we do, Patreon only, my guy. So get on board, man. And, uh, you know, it's like, again, a a fucking dollar helps us out a ton. I mean, it's all cumulative. And, again, we're not trying to make a cash pile. We just want to do more shit. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, we always send a thank you to those people who are on that top tier because, God damn, it helps us so much. It's just unbelievable to think that we're able to do what we like to do and people enjoy it enough that they uh, give us a contribution. We're overwhelmed every week. And then what we always do to wrap the show up is, of course, we are death metal dicks. We are detectives. We compare events, in this case, for sure untrue events, to death metal songs we like. And how could you bring up aliens and metal and leave hypocrisy out of the conversation we can't so tonight we're gonna do born dead buried alive by hypocrisy and i gotta tell you it's a lot of big words so really looking forward to buddy stumbling (laughs) through this one he's probably blind from sugar at this point so (laughs) dig into it buddy all right the dimension beyond the twilight a soul is waiting to be reborn 
After a lifetime of repenting sin, a new life is about to begin. But something went wrong with that fateful night, and the cosmos went berserk. A fusion of the heavens and the sphere where the dark ones lurk. Hell grows stronger, your soul is a stake is at stake. You're granted life only to die, descend into the black. Born dead, buried alive, standing at the gate, waiting for the dark to arrive. Born dead, buried alive, the army of the undead now possesses your blackened soul. You'll never know life on earth, doomed forever walk the land beyond. When the final day arrives... I think the people at Dark Lyrics don't know how to fucking like... Because I'll read something and it's like, you mean days instead of day? But anyways, you twisted... Well, also, you don't know... All right, so I don't want to interrupt you because I know it's going to be hard to get back in. But you don't have like a cohesive reading. Like, how do you read books? Do you read books? Yeah, man. How do you get through it? I read often. I think what it is, man, is... You can't... Like a sentence, you know? It's like... uh, Sally and Tim took the dog to the park, but you would be like Sally and Tim took the dog to uh, the the park. And then like, what? Well, is I read it, I read it, and, and <laughs> yeah, man, in my mind I read it sure. perfectly. But then when I start to talk, it's just like I go too fast, and it's, just, it's well. Here, know. maybe you're something that can but help it's you. Like, is it, that don't read it in your mind, just fucking read it. <laughs> well, here's here's a perfect example. Here's a here's a perfect example. It says. You twisted self instead of your twisted self yeah, will man. rise and the they're dead. Probably Europeans, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? Who wrote this? <laughs> you twisted. Your twisted self will arise. The dead shall inherit the earth. You belong to the fires of Hades. You get your lifeblood from the river Styx, and it's spelled Styx S T Y X like the band. Yeah, well, that's a real river that the band got their name from. That's okay. the uh, okay. That's like the Egyptian fucking uh, way to get to hell. I think. Uh, next word is hell. Hell in all its glory will forever be your dwelling place. The restless dead eagerly awaits the day of maturity, the end of mankind. Crack the surface of the earth and let there be hell. Born dead, buried alive, standing at the gate, waiting for the dark to arrive. Born dead, buried alive, the army of the undead now possess your black and soap. Would you consider hypocrisy to be technical death metal? No. I would say melodic death metal. See, a lot of people, I mean, I'm in so many stupid metal groups, like, trying to, like, mention the podcast, you know. And a lot of people, I think that they were one of the first technical death metal bands. I think that's, like, one of the things that kind of had that sound and that people took to. Like, death, you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. obviously older than death, but they I, I, they probably, you know, were influenced by death. And then did a little bit more of the the time changes in that. We don't know. I don't know, man. I I feel like there's more melody in their songs for sure. I don't feel like it's just like too hard. Like like with uh, melodic death, I feel like there's so many different time changes, and it's like yeah. the normal person who doesn't understand music will be like, I don't know, man. What's going on here? This is real hard to work out. But yeah. then like where you just listen to metal all the time, and you're just like, yeah, it's like a pop song. <laughs> Whereas like a band like uh, fucking. Uh, brain drill yeah i mean that's i mean they're pretty techie yeah um well i, the, I mean the, surely hypocrisy is an influence to that i mean it's I, that's basically that's what i'm wondering I, I i can say for sure without a shadow of a doubt that hypocrisy is probably like a gateway band yeah to technical death metal um 
but would you consider them maybe like one of the first technical death metal bands, or would you just think that they are a band that heavily influenced that genre? I, I, and if so, who would you consider to be the first technical death metal band? I would say, well, death is pretty technical. Uh, I would say Necrophages, man. Yeah. Honestly, well, would, that's the blueprint. Like all the every time I hear. Uh, one of those fucking I'm like, oh yeah, well, why would I just not listen to Necrophages if I wanted to hear that shit? I'm not. I'm, I don't it's like not Necrophages. The, I can't. No, I don't shit. like them either. I don't like that genre. But what I'm saying is that's like the one, right? Like that's the uh, fucking yeah. blueprint, right? But, but I mean, like I said, if you listen to Death, I mean, there's a lot of shit on there that's got some crazy time signatures, man. That, yeah. I mean, that dude was way ahead. I mean. I mean, there's shit. Yeah, that, Chuck was ripping, dude. I, I mean, mean, when you listen know. to anything off of fucking uh, leprosy or like you know just fucking human, like it's crazy that that shit was written in the '90s. Yeah, he was wilding out. He's yeah, he's bad motherfucker, man. Well, fuck yeah, guys. Uh, as always, Satan, God, they're both inside of you. Anything that you want to do, you have the power to do it. There may be obstacles in your way. You're for sure gonna have to work to do it. It's gonna be inconvenient as fuck. Put all that aside, and if you've got something that you're planning on doing, just bust your ass and do it. That's what Satanism is. Right, buddy? Yeah, man. Absolutely. So, serve Satan. Man, we can't wait to see you guys at the live shows this week. I'm going to post videos and pictures of the live shows just so you can see how fun it is and how fucking packed out it is. So if you know someone that books metal shows or books comedy shows in your town, you got to bring the boys. Yeah, man. got to bring the boys because we'll rock that motherfucker, and we'll have proof of that. Coming next week. Yeah, man. If you guys are a, a band and then you... Uh, man, we're down to do a show with a band. We're, we want to do that, man. I mean, I feel like that community is really our... our uh, Those are our people, man. Really. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I've done shows with bands. There's like a apprehension, I think, from both sides of it. There's a way for it to be done easily. That someone coming to watch a band, we'll watch a comic or a podcast or something. I mean, first of all, it's fun to change it up, dude. Like, how many times have you been to see a band you really wanted to see, and there's two local openers, and you've either seen them a thousand times, or they fucking suck. And you're there, forced to listen to it. Wouldn't you rather party with these boys to get the party started, and then let your favorite band rip it up after That's us? That's exactly it, man. So, basically, we're the party starters. Yeah, for sure. And that's I mean we're we got the sense of humor most metalheads like dark is fucked up. I mean a lot of people really like that shit anyways, even outside of the community. Apparently women. I got that thing yeah, that that's like just so the crazy. Stats. It's hilarious to me. I mean it's not funny because it's women listening. It's just like I see Buddy. Yeah, man. Like through my eyes, and Buddy sees me through his eyes, and we are gross. So like, just like being a voice that uh, women I mean, want to listen to is so funny to me. I mean, we're definitely we got birth giving hips, dude. We're fucking. <laughs> I mean, we got some. Uh, we could breastfeed for sure. Oh, I, yeah, I, maybe that's what tits, it is, man. dude. It's just tits, tit culture. Yeah, yeah y'all got tits. We got tits. We're on board. Welcome we're basic. We remind you of like the two women that work <laughs> at Popeyes. We got beards. We got tits. We got hips, man. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! All right, guys. Well, we're gonna get out of here. Serve Satan. See you next week.